Hello, and welcome to another Manufacturing Matters by Tech B2B. We're here at the Vision Show in Boston, and I'm talking with Phil Collette of Teledyne Dalsa. Welcome, Phil. Yeah, thank you, Good David. to see you. And we've known each other for some for time. For a number of yes, years sir. now. Yes, that's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so great to have you on Manufacturing Matters. And um, uh, I think a good place to start would be if you could just uh, tell the listeners and tell me uh, a little bit uh, about the uh, the general overview of uh, what Teledyne, Teledyne Dalsa being a huge company, of course, but what right. Teledyne Dalsa is doing in the field of machine vision and imaging right now and uh, you know, where, where it stands with the, with the company. Okay. Uh, well, for those of you who don't know, Teledyne is a large financial company, and uh, they have a division they call Teledyne Imaging, which has a lot of different segments to it uh, because they've gone on various uh, uh, acquisition sprees in the past. Mm -hmm. um, one of those acquisitions was Teledyne Dalsa, or Dalsa, mm -hmm. uh, with expertise in line scan cameras and frame grabbers and uh, software that are used very much in the manufacturing environment. Of course, we have also purchased uh, E2V uh, with expertise in uh, image sensors. Uh, most recently, about a year ago, we acquired FLIR, so mm -hmm. they became Teledyne FLIR. Um, with expertise in thermal, all things thermal, but they also had a division over in Vancouver um, who was also with expertise in, in machine vision for uh, manufacturing. And where do you see the, uh, the most uh, recent movement in, in the area of, uh, of imaging and uh, cameras for manufacturing uh, that, uh, that Teledyne also has been uh, working strongly in or really helping the manufacturing base uh, to uh, move move their applications forward? Right, okay. That's a great question. So one of our strongest markets is in the semiconductor equipment market. Um, you know, we just had this panel discussion where we're talking about semiconductors. Semiconductors are ubiquitous, right? They are used everywhere. If you went back 20 years ago, they were not in cars. Now cars are full of electronics. Um, cameras, digital cameras, cell phones, uh, they are just absolutely everywhere. Um, so I was just speaking with someone else. By the year 2030, the expectation is that the semiconductor market will be about $1 trillion, uh, which is places it number three, number four in terms of overall industries. That level of revenue is going to require a huge expenditure in infrastructure. That infrastructure will filter down to the requirements for equipment, um, for inspection equipment, lithography equipment, you know, uh, imaging equipment. So a, a lot of um, flow down from those investments. Absolutely. Right. And so we've been, uh, uh, that, that's one of our largest markets actually, is the semiconductor equipment market. So we don't sell to the TSMCs or the Intels or the Samsungs directly. We sell our stuff to uh, people that make equipment, uh, inspection equipment specifically, or manufacturing equipment. Uh, so they will utilize our products in their products. Uh, so we're kind of like the Intel inside, but we don't have Dulce inside or Teledyne inside. Right? Uh, but we are uh, core to their uh, to their equipment. That's incredibly interesting. I, I have to admit, I didn't know that about the semiconductor gro industry growth. Oh, That's, yeah. It's mm -hmm. fascinating. Right. Um, 
from the point of view of sensors and cameras, uh, what what I'm curious, what what kind of uh, products? Uh, and, and let's see, from a technology point of view, really serve that industry well. What what has okay. what has been uh, in demand, or let's say not in necessarily in demand, but what has been really uh, uh, enabling that uh, that uh, right. industry? Right, that's a good word, enabling. Yes, uh, because imaging is an enabling technology to this manufacturing equipment. Mm-hmm. You cannot have. Um, a stepper or a lithography machine without machine vision as being part of that core. Some of the uh, products that we make in terms of sensors and cameras uh, would be what we call a line scan camera. So if you look at your cell phone, there's a camera in there. It's got an, uh, an array of pixels. A line scan camera is just really one line, but that means that something has to move in front of it. The advantage you can uh, generate an image which is very, very high resolution at a much lower cost. Mm-hmm. So we have uh, a ton of these uh, types of cameras uh, that we manufacture and sensors that we sell to these equipment manufacturers. Now, the other thing to look at, another piece of this is the wavelength that you're using. So uh, we're looking at features which are so small that visible light will just go right around them. So you cannot see a defect. So that's where we have to get into UV sensitivity or deep UV sensitivity, or even now uh, down at the extreme UV sensitivity. If you you don't have sensitivity at those wavelengths, you will not be able to detect uh, these defects. And so our customers are using this capability uh, that we built into our sensors and cameras in order to to build systems that find these defects. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really amazing. And of course, I have to say, I know that uh, Teledyne Delsa is one of the leaders, if not the leader, of course, in line scan technologies. And it is that we is like a, so. that is an amazing uh, amazing uh, marketplace to use that technology. And but let me go a little bit further. Um, we, we're here at the Vision Show, of course, and uh, we talk about a broad scope of marketplaces, of course. Uh, where do you uh, see uh, sensors? Uh, actually, where do you see sensors moving, uh, the, the movement of the sensors themselves in the marketplace? Because, of course, Teledyne deals with sensors of their own. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, in, in more of a general purpose context, uh, how do you see the, ca- uh, the movement of the camera components within Teledyne okay. also in, the, in our, in our uh, marketplace? So, so uh, getting outside of the semiconductor mm-hmm. industry, which I think your question was, um, there's a number of other industries which are um, demonstrating very high growth these days. I've utilized these uh, sensors. One of those might be logistics. Mm-hmm. So um, COVID hits, we all turn to uh, online shopping. There's an explosion in uh, online shopping. Right, uh, retail stores are closed. How do you get your goods? Uh, so that really drove a lot of uh, building of infrastructure of logistics. With uh, millions and millions of packages flowing through these facilities, you have to track them. You have to know where they are. That's a demand from the consumer as well. Where's my package? <laughs> um, so, with that comes sensors to pick up and read all of those barcodes. And there's a variety of different kinds of sensors that can be used for that. Again, the line, se- line scan sensors, but also the area scan sensors. Mm-hmm. So they're used quite a bit in the logistics. 
Another uh, important market which is also growing is in agriculture and food production. Yes. Growing populations, um, we have to make food production much more efficient and safe uh, and high quality. And so we see the movement of machine vision technology into the agribusiness, not only in post-harvesting in terms of um, uh, uh, filtering or, or uh, you know, getting rid of the bad product, mm -hmm. but also during planting, during seeding, um, during uh, the maintenance of uh, fields, deposition of uh, water, which is in many areas a very scarce resource. Where do I have to apply water? Um, and where do I apply uh, pesticides and herbicides? Mm -hmm. We don't want to broadcast this across the entire field. We want to use them selectively. Uh, so we see a lot of applications and a lot of growth in those types of um, uh, applications. So some of the requirements there would be, again, hyperspectral or multispectral capabilities of the cameras uh, and the sensors in order to pick up on specific wavelengths to differentiate in between what is a corn plant and what might be um, an invasive uh, species. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, I'm glad you mentioned that, that uh, we've heard a lot about uh, the, the growth in demand in agriculture for uh, quality inspection, mm -hmm. uh, for precision agriculture. Mm -hmm. That's uh, I think that's a huge, uh, huge area. Um, you mentioned multispectral and hyperspectral as well. Um, do you do you feel that those are They've been those technologies have been around a while, of course. Yeah. Uh, do you think they're really going to come out, come into their own in the machine vision world uh, it, it, as we find a, an application like agriculture that really, uh, really thrives on that kind of technology? Is that where they're going to where that's going to really let those technologies blossom? Right. So there's a couple of aspects to that question. One of them is the drive the end user drive towards yeah. implementing these technologies. Yeah. Uh, so we do see that happening. We do see in, um, agribusiness growing, uh, quality control. Um, but the second part of it is the technology itself um, was perhaps at a price point which prohibited mm -hmm. its use in those applications, right? Yeah. So uh, if it was far too expensive, then uh, farmers would never buy that equipment. It's just cheaper yes. to broadcast pesticides everywhere, mm -hmm. right? mm -hmm. as opposed to using precision agriculture. Um, so we are looking at, with the advancements of technologies, making these technologies less expensive and therefore expand their market reach. Yeah. Marvelous. That's a, yes. It's, that's good to hear, and I think a boon for the industry as right. well. Definitely. Absolutely. And for humankind. Uh, yeah. Indeed. <laughs> indeed. Yes. Um, do you? Uh, would you be willing to uh, be kind of a fortune teller, a future, a futurist, <laughs> and say uh, what your thoughts are on what the next, the next couple of big things in uh, imaging and maybe mm -hmm. sensing and imaging or maybe com camera components. Uh, do you have an I any idea floating around on what you think the next couple of big things are going to be? Right. And I think we see it here at the Vision Show. It's all across the floor, mm -hmm. which is uh, AI or deep learning, 
or what is a, uh, a neural network. Mm -hmm. um, this was also popular about 40 years ago. Yeah. And it took a deep dive because the implementation of that technology just wasn't ready. Mm -hmm. So we didn't have the technology at that time to bring it to market. So a lot of companies started, but they failed. Given 15 years later, a lot of research driven by some big companies in California uh, into AI, into deep learning, into the algorithms, but also uh, the technology to execute those algorithms has now matured. Mm -hmm. So with the availability of GPUs, with very fast processors, this is now becoming a, a reality. So the big bold prediction is that everything that we see on the floor over here in terms of artificial intelligence uh, and deep learning will actually see an application. And we are seeing applications right yeah. now, but it will become much more common. Mm -hmm. The great thing about this is that it can solve problems that we can't solve in conventional machine vision algorithms. Um, so it doesn't mean it's going to eliminate traditional mm. mathematical uh, machine vision, but it will supplement. It'll be another tool in our tool chest that will uh, enable this. And this, I think, has great applications, even outside of machine vision, outside of the manufacturing floor. We can uh, implement these techniques into any number of everyday applications. I was listening to some uh, some sessions today about safety, about uh, let's take, you know, how many, unfortunately, how many children die in uh, drowning incidents in the United States. Uh, this is terrible, right? And they have lifeguards and everything, but, you know, they're, they're preoccupied. It, it's very difficult. So can we not create a system that can detect somebody who's struggling Right and alert the lifeguards to that incident. Um, man, this, this is just so exciting, right? That's only the tip of the iceberg. It's only the really? tip of the iceberg. Yeah, right. absolutely. It's only limited by our imagination. Yes. <laughs> uh, Phil, would you say there's anything that maybe we haven't talked about that's really on your mind uh, for uh, the people uh, listening to uh, Manufacturing Matters? Um, I think it might be the combination of AI, deep learning, machine vision, and robotics. Uh, um, this triangle has, um, is really starting to come together, and we see it here at the Vision Show, the combination of machine vision, the algorithms, plus also the robotics that is really, really maturing. Mm -hmm. And that also, I think, will make uh, manufacturing more efficient. Mm -hmm. It'll make quality control improved. Right. Yeah. Um, but also a lot of people are fearing robotics. But, uh, you know, I just saw a graph the other day that um, any time uh, there's robotics investments, employment actually goes up. Yes. Right. Yes. And that surprises a lot of people. Mm -hmm. But I think that's also a benefit. Yeah. I think robots are taking jobs away. But in fact, they're they actually expanding the jobs. Indeed. Right? Yes. Yeah. Indeed. Well, thank you very much, Phil. It's been All a right. pleasure to talk with you. Thank and, you very uh, much. Yeah. I hope you've had as much fun as I have. I have. This is great I stuff. Yeah. Uh, thank you all for listening, and uh, we'll see you again on another episode of Manufacturing Matters by Tech B2B.